Welcome to episode 12 of the Zone Talk podcast. I'm your host, Jamal. I'm back with Donovan, Knapp, Devon, and Rashad. Uh, how are we feeling today, fellas? Feeling good. What's going on? We here. We live. Live and direct. Coming at you with another episode of the Zone Talk podcast. Uh, a lot on the agenda today. We'll go into some divisional breakdowns later, uh, getting into the AFC North and their offseason moves. Uh, but first, I uh, wanted to tell you guys about uh, some exciting news we got for you. Don, uh, let them know. All right. So uh, as a token of our appreciation for you guys tuning in these episodes, we have a, a raffle going um, with Dead Revolution. They're a clothing brand based in New England, selling T-shirts, sweatshirts, beanies, and flannels. Um, we're going to be raffling off one of their T-shirts. So what you have to do, all you have to do is follow or subscribe on the, to the pod, either on Apple or Spotify. And then you have to go on Instagram, follow at dead underscore revolution CC. Then you want to Instagram Zone Talk Podcast, done. After that, just tell your friends. We're going to announce the winner next episode. And once again, the Instagram tag uh, is at dead underscore revolution CC. Uh, once you follow them and after you subscribe on Apple or Spotify podcast, message Zone Talk podcast, done. And you can potentially be a winner of some drip. Big drip. <laughs> Big drip. Big yes, drip. Sir, we, we, we want y'all to look good, man. Like. We don't want y'all going out there looking bummy. We'll give you something nice. So, you know. Bummy. <laughs> That's crazy. Definitely got some dead revolution gear for you. For sure, for sure. Uh, but back to the NFL season. Uh, some movement in the offseason this week. Uh, we're going to get into the J.J. Watt signing. Uh, he just signed with the Cardinals. A two-year deal worth $31 million, which includes $23 million guaranteed. He wanted out of Houston. He got it. And now he's in Arizona, and according to his IG, it looks like he's uh, enjoying that guaranteed money. Yes, indeed. Just on this topic, though, I saw this funny-ass meme of Deshaun Watson. It was like that that SpongeBob one where, like, Squidward's yeah. in the house. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. it was like... <laughs> Looking out the window. It was like um, J.J. Watt outside playing... And um, with yeah, uh, God, with D Hop, <laughs> and it was just Deshaun sitting in the house looking miserable, which is like exactly what's going on for him. I hate to see it, but he'll figure it out eventually. But JJ Watt got up out of Houston. We love to see that he's going to the Cardinals. I mean, I think they're gonna be able to create some good pressure with just you know their down linemen, which is like if you can do that, then the rest of the possibilities for your defense is like pretty much endless. So. I think he's a great addition. You know, I wanted to mention uh, Hassan Reddick. He's uh, definitely going to be able to create pressure. Also, Chandler Jones, you know, just that combination. I think, you know, Arizona knows what they're doing with that. I mean, that's a Hassan Reddick return because he's a free agent, right? 
unrestricted. Yeah. yeah. He did tweet. I saw him tweet some some eye emojis. So he definitely knows JJ's coming. I think, you know, like being a good player, you want to play with good players. Yeah, yeah that is right. the thing, right? Like you do want to play around good talent. It'll make his job easier. It'll make right. everyone's job easier and it makes the team better. Like if you're trying to win a ring. Yeah. Ultimately, then th- this is what you're hoping for. Unless you want them to bring in some scrubs, <laughs> so, right? Or like, or unless unless he wants the bag. I mean, I ain't gonna blame well, him. Well, yeah, that's fine. But at the same time, no, what? No, it's definitely a great move for Jay. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. I'm talking about for Hassan Reddick. Oh, if he's just trying to go get the bag, then I mean, hey, do what you gotta do. But if you know, you can stay for a year. Why not? You know, they probably franchise tag him if they can. Yep. If they probably can't afford him, so. We'll see what happens with that, but that's a great pickup. That signing is so is so good because having another another lineman as versatile as JJ Watt still this late in his career, it takes a, a lot of pressure off your DBs. As you were talking about, not having to rush or uh, rush an extra man or blitz right. or do yeah. things like that, like yeah. all of a sudden your DBs can you know really, I don't know, they get a break. They almost. get more help from the backers. Yeah. They get you know just just easier, especially. You know, in that system, Vance Joseph is uh, the Cardinals' defensive coordinator, and they play a lot of man coverage. And so playing that man coverage, having that pressure up front is always going to be super important. That's why you have guys like Chandler Jones, and you go after a guy like J.J. Watt, and you find guys like Hassan Reddick to add to that roster. And Vance Joseph actually was uh, the Texans' D-backs coach as well during J.J. Watt's first three seasons in Houston. So that tie right there might have been, you know, that and DeAndre Hopkins might have been enticing enough Along with the $23 million guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm sure that's enticing enough to get you over to Arizona, um, especially given what's going on in Houston. Uh, it's only up from here, to say the least. Yeah. yeah. Initially, when I saw that, when I saw that he was signed up the Cardinals, I was kind of just surprised, kind of like was out of nowhere for me. But then I saw the guaranteed money that he was getting, especially like at this late in his career. Not necessarily late in his career, but just the point that he's at with – him at his age and the injuries that he's been having or dealing with, yeah. like definitely he got a nice bargain. But um, I just think as far as the outlook of the Cardinals, I mean, you have at least the second best division in football, probably the best division actually. But I think in terms of him winning, in terms of a winning standpoint, um, I would have expected another team, probably a team in the AFC, with the little less tougher division, because um, you got to play the Seahawks, Rams, and who's the other team? Niners. The Niners. Yeah, I play them twice a year. So, but for him though, he's paid though. But as far as as far as the the team, hopefully they get a return on their investment, and that's winning for the Cardinals and making the playoffs and making a deep run. So hopefully it, it pans out, and having Chandler Jones come back. That's going to be huge. Um, D corner probably do a lot of things, and hopefully I don't think it get much worse for Arizona defensively or just overall as a team because they committed the most penalties uh, on in the in the league last year. So definitely a boost for them, but um, they definitely have their work cut out for them. But, I mean, definitely doesn't hurt having J.J. Watt again. Um, Chandler Jones there. Hopefully Hassan Reddick comes back. Buda Baker. Byron Murphy, so you got about, like on paper you got a lot of a lot of talent. So yeah. hopefully it works out, but definitely gonna have to earn those wins. They'll have a decent draft pick as well. Um, 
they'll, they'll, I think they'll be all right. I think this is, this was a great move for uh, JJ actually. I think it's it's a chance for him to you know be a part of a young team, be like a veteran leader on a team that was the most penalized defense yeah in the nfl last year you that's know a huge I mean? pickup so actually like, for that when you when you bring in a vet like that like he's gonna set that standard that that Let's shit get our shit fly. together <laughs> yeah that's I mean, a fact we're not gonna win football games that way so on a team full of young guys i i think him and chandler jones are gonna really be able to set a high standard and you know who knows if they grab another db out the out the draft they might be in business, like yeah. you know what I mean. Especially knowing that they beat the Seahawks this year, they they split they split with I think every team in their division this year. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, and you know what I mean. It shows that they can beat anybody, but it also shows that they they can lose to anybody. You know what I mean. So it's like, who do you? What is their identity going to be with JJ Watt leading the helm of that defense? Like you know what I mean. Yeah. Only thing with the with the Cardinals is just like I said. Off the pod, like just with them, they can obviously beat any any of the the best teams in the league. But just sustaining sustaining that success over the course of a full season, we kind of saw how they went out last year when they're on the brink of a playoff spot, and they kind of like choked it away with the games that they lost. So um, with JJ Rod, you have that veteran presence, and probably hope they're able to cl- clean up that that mess that they had in terms of penalties and. Things on defense with his again veteran presence, so I think it's it's a it's a good move. Yeah, I think uh, in terms of especially you're talking about fit for the culture. JJ Watt's a good fit for any team's culture. Uh, that's a guy that's going to come in there, set the tone, and and other guys are going to follow his lead. Um, you know that's why teams are so eager to follow. Uh, you know, reaching out to him for free agency because they know what type of an impact a guy like JJ Watt can have on your franchise. Now. They still have uh, some room to make, have some flexibility, make some more moves. They have uh, right before the JJ Watt trade, they had over 11 million in cap space, which was around middle of the pack in the NFL. And so, in terms of what we see out of them this offseason uh, and going forward, you know, it's very possible they could add a couple of more guys in that secondary with Pat P um, getting into his later years. Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick isn't as reliable uh, on the back end as well. Um, you know, what does this team look like uh, next season? Do you th- see them being competitive in their division, having a chance to win it? Would you give them one of the better chances to win it out of the teams? I say the Rams will win that division next year, but I can still see them being like competitive. That I can see them being like a ten-win team. You know what I mean? I I can see that with their with their team, and I can, you know, as far as. Well, we have to see what Kyler Murray's shoulder looks like next year. You know, I think he should be back. Yeah, he should, he should be fine. I just think fine, like but like as much talent as in that division, like something's got to give. And you just look at who's the most capable. Who's the most capable in that division of? Well, we can always being, say the Seahawks, but yeah, yeah, they but showed, they they showed us defenses. last year that you Ooh. know. With the we, if you can't protect Russ, they can't do anything. But yeah, but I'm just saying, like off the strength of just like if we're just looking at it in terms of outlook, just based off of what we've seen over the years up to this point, like organizationally, like which teams are most capable or which teams you expect to be. So if we're if we're picking now, which teams do we expect to be at the top of that division? And let's say the top two teams, and one of those teams being a wild card, because 
Yeah. All the so four teams are get the top yeah. four spots in the playoffs. So the division winner gets an automatic playoff berth. So who do we see as the second best team in that division? Do you think? That's a good question. Because that's a tough division. That's probably the yeah. best division in football. So yeah, I mean, the easy answer for me is the Seahawks. But I, I would, I would, I would say the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are pretty. I would say the Cardinals. I, well, I would put them as more of the three team, the number three team in that division. I think. Uh, yeah. Um, the Seahawks. I think the Rams are are both in a better position. Uh, despite you know the Seahawks' uh, downfall with their defense last year, they picked it up towards the end of the season, and um, you know I think they will make some improvements uh, to be able to still be competitive, as they've shown they can do. You know the last couple of years. Would anybody here be surprised if the Cardinals were two or one? One, that'd be. I think it'd be highly impressive, and I think I think they would be exceeding expectations if they were one. I mean. No, but they, they had meeting the, expectations. That they, what was that? I feel like next year, because I feel like they had high expectations this year, and do you lower your expectations yeah, but next my, year? My thing is, though, what have we seen from the Arizona Cardinals as, as an organization that would, would lead me to believe that they're capable of doing that? Because we can project how teams are going to be in any sport, but I mean, you still have to go out and play, and team has to mesh. And again, I mean, J.J. Watt's a start. Like, organizations are going to be who they are, or like, Historically, you know what I mean. Like that's all. That's a huge so the factor. Browns are always going to be the Browns because they're the Browns. Like no, 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 no. But I'm the saying Tampa like Bay, just the in terms Tampa Bay of Bucks have been asked the past 18 years. They just won a Super Bowl. I understand that, but let's factor in they had Tom Brady on their team. Like and the Cardinals made the Super Bowl how many years ago? That was like Ten. so long ago. Though. That's years? so long. I mean, that's still an organization. They're they're clearly like and they, putting like, the pieces in line to them to be hiring Cliff happen. Kingsbury. I think was a good move for them, and I think they're competing. They want to get to the top spot, and like yeah. Kyler Murray, he's a talent, and if he's able to continue to develop, I think that I wouldn't be shocked if they won the division. Like, it's anything could happen. They got to go out there and win a game. Yeah. I that's, mean, that's all that Matt just said. Wrong. They split all those games with. Yeah, with don't get me NFC wrong West. though. Like on on paper, again, they're a really good team. But and I think I'm gonna stick to what I've said. I think they'd be exceeding expectations if they win the division. For me, because like I just think for them, from what I've seen in recent years, they'd be exceeding your expectations. They'd be exceeding my expectations. Well, yes, I just right. think that Stafford is gonna do well with the Rams. So that's why I think. I think they'll be the one for but, me. But 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 then again, like as far as what I'm saying, I don't think it's implying implying much just in terms of what that division is. Like I'm not taking away, I'm not discounting who the Cardinals are, and I think they have a really good ceiling because again, they can beat anybody. They have the players and talent to do that. But just given that division, I mean, who's who's it's kind of just like like I said, which team in that division is, is more capable of being kind of like the the top team, and and I think I don't know if the Cardinals are there just because you have teams that are more established as of recent years. As far as the Seahawks, they have that championship pedigree; they're always relevant. And then the Rams and that defense and Sean McVay, he's always going to put them in position to win. And then the Niners are not too far off of a Super Bowl appearance like in the past couple of years. So I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, they're a good team, but I think. I don't know if I would put them like today at the top spot or maybe even two, just because of that's a tough division. Maybe if they were like in a 
I don't know, any other division, they'd definitely be at least two. But just given the fact of what that division is, it's, it's gonna. They have the work cut out for them. I don't know about definitely, but uh, they definitely still have some things to figure out this offseason. I'm sure they'll make a couple of more moves. Um, they, like I said, they got to improve that secondary. Uh, they got to figure out, you know, what they're gonna do outside of DeAndre Hopkins to create that off uh, to mold out that offense uh, in terms of adding another tight end in maybe or um, adding another upgrading at number two receiver spot. Uh, but we'll see what happens. We'll get into that uh, pretty soon as well. But we'll get into our divisional breakdown today for the AFC North. Uh, just give you an update on where we're at in the offseason for um, all four teams, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cleveland Browns, the Cincinnati Bengals, and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, we'll get through the next couple of divisions in the next few weeks, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but starting with the Steelers, uh, a lot of people think they finished the pre- season, you know, it was pretty disappointing. Uh, you know, the, the writing was, yeah, the writing was on the wall for them, uh, but four or five games out, I mean, you could, you could project it and see them falling off. Uh, and so that was the big thing for them. But what do you guys feel about the Steelers? How do you think they're going into this off season? I don't know what to think about the Steelers. Right now. I don't know what, I don't know where to begin with them. Like, is Big Ben still playing football? Yeah, like, I guess it starts with Big Ben. Uh, yeah. You know, he has said that he's open to restructuring his contract, and uh, he's due a $41 million cap hit. Uh, so, Sheesh. you know, they're they're pretty tied up in him, and they got to make sure they figure out a way um, to make the roster work outside of him, and that starts with him restructuring his deal. What is Big Ben really about to do? Well, I will say... Is it too much of a hassle to just get rid of them? Yeah, you. Uh, they would take a pretty big hit, uh, dead cap hit. $41 million. Yeah. I mean, I will so, say... So, like, so well, is he about to take less money? Is that what you're trying to tell me? That's what they're trying to finesse? Yeah, so they're going <laughs> to... <laughs> big Ben? <laughs> they're going to try and get him to take some less money. And I think I think he's open to it. He's, he's not going to budge too much, I'm sure, because he knows he's on the way out and he wants to capitalize, but... Uh, the Steelers are uh, 11 million over the cap, 25th in the NFL, uh, and they have to make some moves before the deadline, which I believe is in mid-March. Uh, so we only have a couple more weeks before um, they have to get under the cap. So they got to do something within the next two weeks uh, to get this team right. Um, we'll see what happens there. Uh, they do have some potential cap casualties in David DeCastro on the O line. They'll save 5.5 million if they cut him. Uh, Vince Williams is a staple there, so I don't know if they'll kill him, but they would save four million uh, there. At the at the very least, for the Steelers, they have Mike Tomlin as their head coach. So yeah, who's but, never um, had to lose. And season. I'll I'll always give him his props, and he's definitely among the elite, think... elite coaches in the league. Um, just my best example I have is the couple of years ago how they almost made the playoffs with like four different QBs. When Big Ben got hurt that year, Duck Hodges at the helm. <laughs> Duck, <laughs> Duck Hodges but, at the helm. <laughs> but um, I mean, again, like he's like Mike Tomlin's gonna he's gonna get the most out of his players, and that defense is really good. And we'll we'll see. I mean, is Mason Rudolph still the backup? Yeah, yeah. Is he the QB of the future for the Steelers? I mean, I don't think they're gonna put that oh, on right, his right, plate. Right. I forgot about <laughs> that. Haskins. Yeah, man, I hope Dwayne Haskins could show out for them because that's he can make a good fit there. 
You know, Mike Tomlin coaching him up. I hope I hope he becomes the guy, honestly. Because yeah. yeah. if he can step up, then they can start building and be a team that we know them to be. I mean, because I don't see them really threatening to win a championship at all next year. Yeah, I don't see them being uh, – I mean, they, they, they just – it's going to be hard for them to replicate what they did last year. And that's – I mean, you're looking at a team that, you know, had a skid in the last few weeks of the season going into the playoffs – um, and they don't have the flexibility to maintain some of the talent that they have on their roster this year. Uh, yeah. so I would just like them to be more balanced on offense because that, that run game was terrible. Yeah. And, I mean, they, they lived and died by the passing game, and if that's not working, you can't go back to the run game, then what do you have? Unless yeah, you're, I mean, if you're I, not the, unless you're the Chiefs. You, I feel like you, that's just the Steelers' identity. Like, they need to be able to run the ball. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and they weren't able to do that last year, which hurt them, and we saw how they went out. So yeah, do the Steelers? James Conner actually unlikely to resign too, according to reports. So I mean, they, they're deep at running back, but it'll, it'd be interesting to see where he goes too. Do the Steelers win twelve games next year? No, no, no. no. Unanimous oh. nose. Yeah. <laughs> how about how about this one? How about this one? Over or under ten? That's a good number because I was thinking they're going to win around 10. Because, um, you know, I feel like that number is like if they hit 10 plus wins, 10 wins, 11 wins, that's like, well, all right. I'll say this. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season, so they'll win nine games. Yeah. So I'll take the under. I'll give them 10. <laughs> give them 10 on the dot. 10 and 6. It's that over or under. <laughs> yeah, pick one. Yeah, I think I'll take the under. I don't think – they're, I think they're going to take a step back. I think Big Ben is going to take a Ooh, step back. We get um, to see Joe Burrow coming back off the injury. Going crazy. Joe Burrow we do. We do. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. Be interesting. Uh, getting into the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, now, they, that's a team that has a lot of flexibility, a lot of picks. Um, and, you know, they. I mean, they don't have high expectations next year. So taking a step up which isn't is okay, that big of which an Which is ask. okay for them because – I like Joe Burrow a lot. A lot of people like Joe Burrow, and we know he's built. He's like that, and we've seen that in the games that he played this past season and carrying that momentum from LSU. Um, but, I mean, it's okay where they're at. I'm not saying it's okay where they're at, but just in terms of their trajectory. Um, yeah, they definitely have to make a few moves. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, But they, the fact that they have Joe Burrow and he's really, like, showed to be what yeah. – He's been hyped up to be. Yeah, that's that, that's build that O line. Get that yeah, he's a guy that looks like he's gonna pan out, and they realize that they cannot put him in jeopardy anymore. Uh, you know, clear, obviously that's been detrimental to his career early, but I think he'll bounce back. Um, so the first priority for them is definitely addressing that offensive line. Uh, they ranked 29th in the NFL, and uh, it was just a revolving door in the backfield. So, um, how do you think they should tackle that? Do you think they should? Uh, you know, grab Penny Sewell in the draft, you know, as they're projected to with that. Uh, I believe they have the fifth pick. Um, That's the guy from Bama, right? No, Oregon. 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 And, um, That's your boys. Or uh, should they go in damn free agency? Ducks. Damn ducks doing the damn thing. <laughs> What'd you say? Uh, do you no. think they should, uh, you know, just Who's stick with Penny Sewell, go with the generational talent? talent? Now, what were you saying? Nah, I was saying that there's a legit, there's a legit O lineman at, at Bama that's like he's 
projected top top ten. I think top seven. If I don't know about top seven, but top ten. We're definitely going to expect a Bama old lineman or three to come up. Right. Yeah. Right. Alabama is definitely going to lead the way in draft picks <laughs> in the first round easily. Especially after. Well, not even necessarily in the first round, but in the first few rounds. I don't know. Clemson's going to have a good amount of picks this year. Uh, they got some guys coming out. They got Travis Etienne, and they might have. They got a lot of They might have two out. guys in the top five. Trevor. Wow. I'm just looking at at Joe Mixon's contract, and I just yo, bro, they really just blew the bag. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they. I mean, they got the flexibility uh, to do it, but I, like, I really don't know. I why. think I think Joe Mixon would serve better elsewhere, just because, like, for me, like, if I was a coach, I would kind of build up my team where with Joe Burrow, as if like I'm just gonna draft from here on out. I'm just gonna for the next three years I'm just gonna draft O lineman as much as I can, find the talent there and just surround him with Or weapons. not necessarily even O lineman. I feel like just the best available players that can not help. Not O lineman, because nah, we've seen no, the last no, Super Bowl. O lineman specifically. But they don't I don't think they I don't think they need tackles. to get all their linemen in the draft. No, they well, don't. No, they don't have to. Which is what I feel like here. Develop guys. Yeah, but I, I yeah. I mean, it's but, smart to get the best guys out of the draft if you can. If you, or if you're putting their faith into this quarterback and well, saying he's probably going to be your guy for the next. Like the old line. So, so is not, it like practical? Is it practical so to just this. draft old linemen year in and year out for like four years? Would you say with your early picks? Is that practical for an organization to do to protect their young quarterback? A team like the Dolphins did it. I had traded a couple guys, but uh, well, I mean, like trades are different, but I mean, like at four consecutive seasons, like your first and second round picks were offensive linemen. Well, no, well, I'm not. Well, I'm, not that's well, like, I'm not. That's a that's lot. like a lot. Or at I mean, least depending first. depending on the value pick, like where yeah, I'm where just saying, at, like that's the fact that where you have to you just have some drasty skill players. You have to draft right the available, the best available player that can be in the best right interest now. of right, Joe Burrow. So I was about to say, let me say this. So in mock drafts. Some of the, like the first couple of mock drafts that came out when the draft talk was coming about, they had the Bengals picking Jamar Chase, which I wasn't a huge fan of because and I'm see like I'm I'm because, I'm a fan of that. But why? Well, you're why though? Would you, you have, would you be a well? I could. I mean, because why, you why would you why. do that? Why would you why would you do that if you don't have anybody to protect Joe Burrow? Because you're. Your passing game is only as good as I, I understand so, that so, as well. So the other argument there, but is, it's like you can get him maybe make another move, get the asset of an alignment in another way besides. Well, I want the, the draft. best available offensive lineman to protect my young. Well, you can. And who's, who's to say the they can't get an offensive lineman in the second round? Like Jamar Chase would go in the first round, so yeah, you grab agree, him then. But there's a surplus of wideouts that you can get. Like but, in the NFL, there is a surplus of wide receivers. There's a wide receiver talent everywhere in the NFL, whether it's through free agency, guys you have on your roster, or guys in the draft. Yeah, I feel and like, I mean, there are a lot of wide receivers, bro, but, like, I feel like Jamar Chase will be a guy who's, like, hey man. and he has the continuity from LSU. Hey, like, they played together. Like, I'm not saying he's a bad pick, but I'm saying for the Cincinnati Bengals and an up-and-coming star, Joe Burrow, you want to protect him at all costs because he just tore right. ACL because – did not have a so the devil's advocate argument would be that it's possible to somewhat protect your quarterback by getting him a receiving asset that, that he can that rely is, on that he I can mean, rely on 
in any situation. So yeah, and that, it's not doing the same as an offensive lineman, but it does relieve pressure off the quarterback so he doesn't have to hold on the ball. He knows this guy's right. going to be on, and they played together. So, I mean, and the guy's super talented. I mean, right. Jamar Chase right. is, is And with off, that, so. like, all I'm saying is, like, they can, they can get Jamar Chase and still have that on their mind that they need to get offensive linemen, like, it doesn't just because well, they grab him doesn't mean. The example we have was just the last NFL game of the season where the Chiefs were missing both of their starting tackles. Yeah, and they had all. That's that's a great Patrick example. Mahomes. They had Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, so that's sure. a great example. But I mean, they still they had those offensive linemen. The Bengals need to go get them in some other way. The the. I mean, the, they got they have a T Higgins too. Yeah, they had the Bengals need to get to like that point. I mean, I understand your argument, but, like, they need to, like, build up. And I feel like a Jamar Chase in the first yeah, round definitely would talented. be a step in the right direction, even though they need offensive linemen. Yeah, I think uh, I think Penny Sewell, if he is off the board when the Bengals pick, then they should not go offensive linemen because there just isn't one as highly graded as Sewell. He's more of a generational talent at tackle. But you can still find other options because you have so much flexibility in the cap. A guy like Orlando Brown on the Ravens requested a trade and is looking to go elsewhere. He would be a nice guy for them to trade for, uh, potentially put something together there. Um, but they don't have to address it in the draft. But going for a guy like Penny Sewell is a thing that can you know, definitely protect Joe Burrow and it, you know, I think it would be the better fit than going for Jamar Chase. I do think it's easier to replicate that receiver talent like Rashad talked about uh, a little bit earlier. But um, they have a lot to do in free agency. Uh, uh, the Bengals have to address a lot of different positions. Uh, a couple guys they could add to their roster, uh, Joe Thune at the guard position, Marvin Jones, maybe Juju. Um, and they got to decide if they want to re-sign William Jackson because if they don't, they got to fix their secondary. Uh, so a lot of work to do there, but they're not projected to be – uh, too good next year anyway. I used to get crazy with the, the Bengals and Madden. A nice Madden, Madden team. Nice Madden <laughs> team. <laughs> nah, just a little side. It's got mad funny. Because they got, they got some talent. Uh, the team I get crazy with in Madden is usually the <laughs> Cleveland Browns, though. Uh, now, this is a team with a lot of returning talent. They're 10th in the NFL in projected cap space. Uh, and things are looking up for Cleveland. Do you, think, do you guys think uh, – this is sustainable for them. They're kind of here now in the AFC North. Yeah, yeah, they got the they got the right formula just in terms of the best offensive line in the in the NFL and on top of a rushing attack and their head coach and they're not Baker Mayfield. There's less pressure on him just for what he came out as the number number one quarterback taken. Yeah, the number one pick. Yeah, so I mean, there's a lot of pressure taken off of him. Makes his job easier, and Odell's coming back. Um. So, yeah, speaking I mean, of Odell, he's the largest cap hit. So, I mean, and then him and Jarvis being the number two, like one and two cap hits for them. I mean, it's not a huge hit, but I mean, still, like, I feel like, I mean, the the thought of OBJ not meshing with Baker yet, that's real because, like, they've been on the field together. I mean, even though OBJ was hurt for – and then the fact that the Browns are able to do what they did with OBJ not on the field. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, that definitely opens up the possibility for like, yo, should we move him? Like, So yeah. that's a good question, Devon. Is OBJ is probably a good trade candidate if you don't feel like you need him in your offense, which right. I believe the Browns proved last season. Right. Because uh, like there's a lot of mouths to feed. They got Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Jarvis Landry, I mean, Njoku, 
Who's the other receiver they got? Who? Uh, they got Rashard Higgins as well, but he's a free agent this year. So, um, but even even so, they do have flexibility. They're tenth in the NFL in cap space, and uh, they could go after a guy. You know, guys like Allen Robinson. They could go after, um, you know, other guys that would be a fit for the offense. But you do have Odell, so why give him up? You know, uh, it is a pretty big cap hit. But if he can really start meshing with that offense, they they're not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean OBJ is still OBJ. Like I think I think he's still a player like that can uh, definitely help the team. I just don't know why it hasn't really panned out in Cleveland. I mean he did make plays, but uh, I mean I just think it's like the the identity of that team, just in terms of like the the running backs that they have on top of the whole line. Like it's really simple. It's a simple formula for them. And I mean personally, I think I would consider giving up Odell. And get what and would find, you like find value, find what, do, value what, do you, what do you need for Odell coming off this uh, injury? Well, he's definitely still worth at, 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 least, like at least two a, first round picks. Easy. Two first round, at least picks? a second rounder, at least a second rounder. At, I at mean, if least. I'm at if, the very least a second rounder, I think he'd be worth yeah. a first it. Would round be pick, that though. would be foul if you traded Odell for a second round. They need up. a first rounder because they need a linebacker. It would be yeah. a, it, it would be foul. They need a first rounder, and then you gotta talk to me about another pick too. Honestly. Yeah, but just in a third but, but just wear something. Just wear the, I said two first, oh, but they shit. Got, um, they got a thing coming back too at safety. Delpit. Grant Delpit. Delpit. Yeah. We've said that. I know we've said that a bunch. <laughs> yeah, y'all was sick. The Pats didn't pick him up. Yeah, yeah, bro. Don't even get me started, bro. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Yo, Pats just swung and missed on every talented person in the draft <laughs> early on, bro. They just killing me in the there's first round. But. No way. I don't uh, yeah. like. There's well, oh, what you projected to go? Oh, you you've slipped. Oh, okay. So <laughs> so look, we're gonna grab this guy because we know you're gonna be worth some money. <laughs> we're not paying nothing. <laughs> this guy's gonna ask for one million dollars in a farm. <laughs> in a farm. Nah, that's, I, I don't know about giving up OBJ. Or giving up on that connection just yet. Yeah. But but would he be as a, a receiver of his caliber if they continue to do the things that they've been doing within that offense? And would he necessarily would he be happy? I mean, considering that they're winning too. Like, do you think is that a factor too? I, I think if For, you win and you happy. But yeah. above a, of a receiver of his caliber though. I, I think I if mean, you I think if you're a receiver of that caliber. You just want to win, and you'll be happy. He played with the Giants for yeah. Years. I think winning is a priority like, to him, but he definitely is, he, he would want the ball. And I like, mean, as talented like, as, some, as someone like him, you want to be able to display your skills. He right. still does, but he still can. Even like a guy like AJ Brown, the way on the Titans, like he's not getting a ton of volume. With Derrick Henry's obviously the guy, but I can't say AJ Brown's not satisfied yeah. with what he's getting. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think Odell could be in a similar situation. All right. Yeah. Um, Odell, Odell will be just fine, man. Like, like Odell still shows you flashes of of him yeah, doing. I think just of old I shit. think of that yeah. re- the reverse play he had against Word. the Cowboys. Like yeah, that, that play tough. was yeah, three filthy. Touchdowns and like, I just wish he could have continued and like stayed in that offense throughout the success they had and like the they got to the playoffs for the first time in forever and like he had like a little to do with that, but like it wasn't like he was there when they were entering the playoffs he's about to he's about to come back i want to see him with them having that success because like they were winning games and games and games and like they didn't miss a beat without him which like i think says something 
Yeah, that's a fact. I mean, that Ravens, I mean, uh, that Cleveland Browns team, uh, they have a lot to uh, lean on. Um, obviously, they got a guy like Miles Garrett, who is a complete, you know, unstoppable force on the D line. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt duo is probably the best RB tandem in the league. Easily. And you got the best O line in the league. And then, you know, you, you get Grant Del Pitt back. You got a guy like Denzel Ward, who you hit on in the, in the draft. They have made some really good plays the last few years in terms of making sure they capitalize on the talent they get and that they are, you know, continuing to develop and be a part of that franchise. And a lot of these guys are coming back. So it's looking scary for it's crazy some of the other teams. What's going on, man? The the Browns are nice and the Pats are trash. What is yeah, going bro. on? <laughs> this is a new you know, decade, man. I mentioned the Pats every <laughs> pod, <Bills> bro. <laughs> Bills and Browns are good teams. Like, I Patriots, don't get it. And the Patriots are bad. Time it's change. just a power shift in the NFL. It's tough, the man. Browns are like that. And we're getting older. <laughs> yeah, that's, a fact, that's all it bro. tells you. But last but not least in the AFC North, we have the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Rashad's team. They have 18 million in cap space, uh, 13th in the NFL. Uh, they got some free agent decisions to make, uh, seven draft picks and two projected compensatory picks as well. Um, and they finished 11-5 last year, second in the AFC North, lost to the Bills in the divisional round. Rashad, how do you feel about your team this offseason and going into next year? Well, I'm going to be the first one to shut down all of the speculation about them having to go and draft a number one. Not draft, but sign or pick up a number one wideout because I just don't think that's the case. You for, don't think they should? I'm not saying that they shouldn't, but I'm not saying it's the – I don't answer. think it's the biggest necessity. I think the priority number one should be the offensive line. Because from the season before this past, I mean, they had Marshall Yonder, who's a Hall of Famer, and Ronnie Stanley, who was all pro, also got hurt this past year. So Marshall Yonder retired this season, and then Ronnie Stanley got hurt this season. And that messed them up a lot. Um and like I said before, as far as we were talking about the Bengals, your passing game is only as good as your offensive line. And speaking of passing game with the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, because that's all we hear just in terms of the critics and all that stuff. I just think as far as uh, situationally, I know me and Donovan talked about this a lot off the pod, but just in terms of the Ravens and the passing game, I think for them – um, I think it's being able to capitalize on those passing plays when you have to pass the ball because we know who they are on offense and they're not a passing football team. They're a run first, ground and pound team. But when they get down, that becomes an issue because obviously there is a knock on Lamar's game just in terms of him passing the ball. So I just think situationally he has to get better at that like when they have to when you have to pass the ball. You saw when they threw that pick against the Bills, um, you just kind of knew that the game was over, even though there was like, what, a lot of time left in a, in the game where, let's say, another quarterback, regular passing quarterback, I guess you'd say, I guess. Um, you know, or just in the NFL, you just have to be able to pass the ball. It's a passing league, and I just think situationally like, in those situations where you get down, you have to be able to pass the ball. And I just think 
they have to do better in that area. Um, but I think in terms of priority, in terms of just the team, I think the offensive line is the number one priority. I think y'all should prioritize receivers just as much as that O-line. Yeah. Um, but you're absolutely right. I think the O-line is an area that needs improvement. Um, Matt Score was your starting center uh, for most of the year, and he had uh, the worst PFF grade at his position. Um, and having that problem on the interior, Orlando Brown, as I mentioned earlier, wants a trade. You mentioned Ronnie Stanley was hurt, and Orlando Brown did step up. But if you have uh, these question marks on the O-line, um, especially with the way they run their offense, um, it's going to get uh, worse before it gets better if they don't uh, fill up some of those gaps there. Um, now, I do think they need a number one receiver. Absolutely. Yeah, number one receiver this, wouldn't. This number one receiver wouldn't hurt. We saw it like. No, 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 no. Not wouldn't hurt. They need a number one receiver. Well, period. Like I not. Mean, <laughs> they like, need love, somebody to be the guy. But right now, he he's like really a number two receiver. He's yeah. Not, he's not a true number one, and they need a guy that's an every down guy for them. A guy that they can trust on big downs to catch the ball for them. And they don't have that right now. And they don't have a guy that they can say, hey, we're going to go through you and we're going to beat these guys because we have a guy like you on the field. They don't have that. Yeah. Especially, I mean, especially, I mean, Willie Sneed is leaving. Yeah, And I exactly. mean, uh, is, is Dez's, after that. Is, is Dez's stint done? Is it over? Who knows? Think, I, yeah. I, I see the I, I see the video back, of him but. cooking some <laughs> some other dude in some league, and I was like, I don't know who this man is, but clearly he's not the Word. talent you be playing against. Dez. So I need to see something else, bro. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rat for Dez. Yeah, I think they, I just think that's it's interesting. Like that's the the narrative. Like for me necessarily, I I I personally don't believe that the the wide like the number one wide receiver is the biggest priority um i just think that's really interesting i don't just think because it of, might not be the biggest but it is a big priority nonetheless. Yeah, yeah yeah don't get me wrong like again i was about to say like what stefan Diggs did with the bills that was phenomenal because that team just took an entire 360 like overall as an organization because of how having Diggs, how that trickled down to the entire offense and how that like how did they just shifted and like kind of blew a lot of teams out of the water and put up a lot of points. Um, but, I mean, if you just look at, like, the schematically, like, who the Ravens are, again, like I said, I think it's being able to – the development of Lamar Jackson in those situations where passing the ball is an absolute must. So I think, like, that's really where that knock comes from. I just think I think they would also want to pass the ball more if they yeah, had more for sure. reliable for sure. talent at receiver. Yeah, Mark yeah. Andrews is great, and he gets double covered because uh, they know there's just you know not enough threats on that offense. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess given that said, like Greg Roman as an offense coordinator has that's been, another question too. So been, he has been stagnant in terms of calling the the same exact plays and obviously in the nfl teams are only going to adjust more so i guess when you look at it from that perspective i guess yes um and i mean again it is it's a passing league you have to be able to pass the ball in the nfl to win big games and to make it the championship games so. do you guys feel like greg roman john harbaugh the front office there has confidence in lamar's development as a passer yeah do they have confidence? Then I why? mean, again, like, you got to think about it, too. Like, this dude's only 24. 
So like, yeah, like over sure. time, like over time, like I think for a player where he's at, like he's just like such a raw like talent, and I think he's only gonna get better with time. Just being in like, he took steps this year, and like again winning yeah. a playoff game, and I think over time, like as a veteran quarterback in the NFL, like you're just only gonna get better. Like just again, like I said, like in certain situations, and I think. I mean, he won MVP, so, I mean, if you do that at such a young age, and, I mean, the sky's the limit for you. What makes you say that? Well, I was just curious because I feel like, you know, uh, they should try to expand their system uh, for Lamar. I I don't think they should uh, be the one-trick pony, rush first Mm -hmm. all the time team. I think they should let Lamar sling the rock a little bit, let these receivers run a little bit more. Uh, diversify the route tree for these guys, but they don't have the talent to do that right now. So that's the other thing I was yeah. thinking of. You know, it's it's also crazy because like, as much as of a knock like they get on the passing game, it's like <laughs> like Lamar's record as a starter is absurd since he's gotten there, and it's like you can only imagine how much more lethal they would be if yes. they yeah. like implemented an, an actual passing game. So I I guess like I guess now given that said my perspective has changed like they probably do need a number one just because like <laughs> what what you're able to do and how much that changes things and again with stefan Diggs with josh allen's development like that was just like crazy yeah, like i think allen robinson should be their number one priority allen robinson probably I, I was gonna say you know maybe a guy like kenny galladay or marvin jones but kenny galladay's injury history like i don't know if you, the raven staff would want to mess with that but they might not but it might be worth it it. it would be (laughs) worth it the ceiling is there kenny god is like super talented and he's a big play receiver uh lamar jackson i mean we've seen him have those games where he can sling the rock throw for five touchdowns whether it be college or the nfl like this dude can ball uh when the ball is in his hands whether it be running it or passing it so just put the guys around him fix the o-line and um you know, they should be pretty solid. They do have some free agents on the defensive side. Matthew Judon, Unique Ngakwe, uh, J- Jihad Ward, Derek Wolf, all D linemen, all free agents. Uh, so they got to fix that problem as well uh, going forward. What y'all think the division looks like? Because I think this is probably like just in terms of we were talking about the NFC West, like uh, with the J.J. Watt and the Cardinals being the best division. I think the AFC North is – probably the second best or maybe even first but i just think the difference between those two divisions when comparing the afc north and the 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 afc north and the nfc west is the Bengals. like the Bengals is kind of like that team like that kind of bottom the bottom yeah so i mean i I would say like okay Bengals are the niners the yeah the Bengals are Bengals, niners are Bengals and cardinals i guess yeah so I mean, and in that sense, I'd go with the NFC West. The NFC West, exactly. So but, uh, wait, wait. So are we saying the Cardinals are going to be better than the Niners, like for sure? What? Well, no, no, well, that, no, 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 I am. I mean, I you, we see said that, we said the Bengals or like the Niners because the, no, I think no, the no, Niners no, or no. Cardinals saying, would I'm be three saying, or four. If you're, I'm saying like if so. you're, if you're rank, if you're like just mapping out or just ranking teams in both divisions, like. Like I I don't I wouldn't put the Seahawks or the Rams at the like bottom I'm, of all the right NFC all I'm saying West, is that the worst team in the all I'm saying is that the worst team is better for the NFC West than the worst team in the AFC North. Okay, yeah, but um, 
But what do y'all think, like, as far as, like, the division? Like, I think the Browns are my favorite. Oh, I know the Browns are my favorite. But I think that, um, you know, it's basically a scrap between the Steelers and Ravens for the second spot. And it's then, not for me. Wait. Um, the Ravens would probably be um, one for me. The Browns would be two. I still, I still got to see. I still got to see a little something from the Browns. You know, making the playoffs is the first step. Uh, can they make that next leap? In yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I'm personally taking. I'm taking the Browns at one, Ravens at two, Steelers at three, and yeah. Bengals at yeah. four. Um, mm. Yeah, it's a thing. Me I too. Could, I, I just don't see regression for that Browns team. I don't see where they get worse. Yeah. yeah. Like, they they I'm just saying. have so many guys coming back. You got the whole line coming back. Your running back's coming back. Baker yeah, coming that's, back. that's a You got a whole offseason. I feel like they're in a position day, where like, they, they know what they're going they're gonna do next season already. Like, yeah. they're thinking about that. And other teams are still figuring out how are we going to improve, you know? I mean, all, everyone's thinking that. So, but, the, so, the Browns are, like, your clear cut. Like, this is like, all right, well. The Fuck Browns, you, the Browns like, have it going on right now. I think the Browns are here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They got it. Like, look at they, they got it going every, on. They got look the at every position. They have like, all right, we got this, that. You know what I'm saying? Like I, every I level, s- they got something going on. I'll say I see the Browns winning double digit games yeah that's what I, I see al- but i also see the ravens winning double digit games mm. i don't know man like for me i might be biased but i just like i just think like okay like the fact that the browns are now like finally like this this one season like they finally it's a fluke I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it's a bro, fluke. It's not, it's not one season, though. They've been progressing. Yeah, that's what bro. I'm saying. It that's took a while, they they it took a while to get here. for them, bro. Slowly it's a slow they burn. They, were, <laughs> they, were one, they, they, want, they won one game in two seasons, bro. <laughs> and then, like, then they, were, saying, like, the then they, they got. won three games. And then they won. Then, bro, there was a season where they went eight and eight. And I was like, before the year, I was like, yo, bro. They might go nine and seven. <laughs> I, I remember. I, like, I remember them go going eight and eight and being like an accomplishment. I was like, I looked. I was like, damn, Cleveland went eight and eight. Yeah, like, like I'm proud of them. No, no. <laughs> and like I actually am kind of proud to see like yo, they turned the whole organization around. Like that's crazy. So that just shows any team that's in the gutter of the league right now, like you, you are literally given the number one pick. So you better use it wisely. Like yeah, there's some energy going on over there for sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm just biased. I'm just. Yeah, I'm just biased. Yeah, you are. <laughs> no. It's okay. We I mean, are, your Ravens, they 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 could do something. I'm not, I'm not opposed to them like winning right. it, but Honestly, I might not even be surprised. This Go ahead. What the Steelers win this again and lose in the first round? Here's the hot take. Let's hear it. I might not be surprised if the Bengals beat the Steelers. Twice next year. Oh wow! Oh, I mean, that's not the hottest take. I mean, that's I would be. A little little that's a hot, that's kind take. of a hot that's take. A hot take for that's a kind of a hot take. Swept this year, like bad. And Joe Burrow coming off the surprised. knee injury, like you could, uh, you could be like, all right, they're definitely underdogs in that game for sure. Yeah, so, but like yeah. Joe Burrow has shown he's capable of keeping them relevant in any game. So if they're able to just improve, then it's like, all right, it's a game against the Steelers. They're gonna be in it. I don't know. The Bengals was the Bengals looked like they were having some fun this year. They were like they right were there. they were competing. That's true. They That's were competing true. with Joe, teams that I thought they had no business competing with. Yeah. Joe Burrow was back there slinging that shit sixty times a game. Yeah, Yo, that bro. Thursday night game against the cap. If he if he didn't get hurt, it, it might have been slow for Justin Herbert and Justin Jefferson. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, might have been. 
Oh, he was on pace. Because he was throwing the ball like 50, 55 times a game. Blood, sweat, and tears every game. <laughs> and mind yeah. you, Joe Mixon ended up like not playing the rest of the year. So Joe Burrow would have just Which been. Which was perfect. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, was, was going to say earlier we were on the Bengals topic. I think the Bengals, like if I was a GM, I would trade away Joe Mixon. I would, yeah, I, would I probably go, would, I would too. go away from that. But it was funny though because I just I wouldn't remember, take him though. No, I remember. <laughs> I remember it was me, you, Donovan, and we were we were somewhere. I remember we were talking about how like look like a young quarterback needs like a running game. Yep. And but I just think like going off of that, I just think necessarily like I don't know. I think for me, I would trade away Joe Mixon and just like. Get more assets and give me some. Let let Joe Burrow do his thing back there, like because we see what he can do, like this past season. Yeah, you know we, what I mean, like and we know he can go out there and throw it like forty five times at least every single game. And the Browns might be the one that's yeah. sustainable. The well, it, sustainable? see that I don't know if it's sustainable, but I just think they could have a value running back and. It wouldn't be that like, much I don't of think a value. It doesn't need to be a little dollar store. A dollar store running back. A value running back. It doesn't need to be like the, I don't the need top to be of the Mixon. line. I think a perfect example is the role that Damian Williams had in that Super Bowl run with the Chiefs. I think it could be something like that. Like a running back like him of his caliber. Whatever that is. I mean, yeah, I think I do think a player of that mold too, like a scat back type where like Burrow can check it down to him. He can get yards. James White or someone like that. The Bengals got a couple years before they get in order. But yeah, it really might be the Browns time to shine. Might be, man. That's y'all. That's y'all number one team in the AFC North. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, we know yours. Hey, listen, I originally said the I originally said the Falcons, but like, I, I would not. The Falcons, I, I the, Falcons the, Ravens, the, Ravens. the birds, all birds, all them birds. Nah, but um, I originally said the Ravens, but I don't know, man. The, that's cool, man. I, I I can see both those teams winning de- double digit games. That's the problem. Yeah, and both teams point, making the playoffs. Yeah, it's it's like who's gonna win, who's gonna have the season split? Like who's gonna win those games? I mean, I guess that Monday night game showed you like kind of just like what we're talking about. Kind of just epitomizes like you know what I mean? Like the team who's gonna be that number one team? Like that probably arguably the the best Monday night game all year this past season. That's what that Monday night game showed you. <laughs> What you mean? That's what that Monday night game showed you. It was a close ass game. What? No, I'm saying like I'm I'm saying like I agree with y'all. I guess like oh, I thought you meant like as the Ravens fed like that's what that showed you like what like the Browns <laughs> like the Browns being legit. No, like y'all winning. They got worked in one of those games, right? The the Browns. The, the Browns yeah, they got, got worked. They got wiped that first, they first game. Was like, that first game was like 38 yeah, to 6. First, yeah, that was and that's ugly. what I'm saying, bro. Like, we beat them twice. But I don't know the last time we lost to the Browns. Probably like, no, nah, it was actually like a couple years ago. But fuck yeah. the Browns. <laughs> Man, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that you is hate a- to see football culture flourishing in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. <laughs> That's mad funny. Well, that is another episode of the Zone Talk podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Of course, follow us on all of our socials on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Zone Talk Podcast. And as a reminder, uh, we do have that contest going on. Go back to the beginning of the pod. Uh, listen to what Don was talking about. He was Yeah, we'll that probably shit. get that in writing for y'all, too. And yeah, then, we'll post yeah, it on the have, socials. 
Yeah, we're going to have an Instagram post going up this weekend. Just make sure you swipe up. Stay tuned and uh, appreciate y'all for listening. As zone always, talk, zone talk, zone talk. Peace. I'm the type of make a move and don't nobody know. You don't gotta hide it if you wanna let it show, girl. All I need is any with a little bit of dope. Soon as I get them both, you know I'm all ready to go. Yeah, never mind them rookies, baby. Come fuck with the pro. We can do it faster, we can do it slow. Never mind them knocks, yeah. Leave them at the door. I know what your spots like. I've been there before. Yeah. I left my main hoe, now my side, my main hoe. Jigger chain clothes, live exquisite, they know. Performing plain clothes, get the bag and race home. Ain't got time for lame hoes or any of you lame hoes. Riding something for him, riding in that Zane low. Rich or poor, I'm still gonna live by the same code. Off the throne, it's how to think how I got home. I'm at the mall shopping, but I think I got those. I got drugs up in my system, I might go off. Hey. Quarter on the beat, I told him go off. I ain't never been the type to show off. And I ain't never pressed or make me go off. Hey. Okay, I want a deal, but they be robbed. still my buy a crib from north up to prosper. Speak healthy niggas bite me hard. I feel like ho. They feel the nigga flex. Too hard to care about hoes for real. Yeah. Top speed, O D, low key on me. Top speed, O D, low key. Shorty won't get drafted, but I'm only tryna blaze her. 20 out of 10 every single time I raid her. Probably got a hundred on the dice just like a racer. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed. Yeah. I'ma go top speed. I'ma go top speed. Yeah.